0: What's up, folks? It is Pat Hilton. I am here with Cody Jefferson. No fancy intros, no BS. It's the Successpreneur Show, the Successpreneur Podcast. Audio, video, I'm doing it all. It's, it's the jack of all trades, producer Pat. And uh, what's going on, buddy?
1: Hey, man. It's good to be here. I love,
0: <laughs> I love it. I <laughs> you love so it.
1: much energy, man. I love it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we were talking before the recording about how we met at events and we've performed and I've performed and you've spoken on stages and we've shared some of the experiences together, but so many times uh, we get lost in our own process and in our own journey. We don't get a chance to just sit down and chat with people about where they're going and where we're taking our, our business and our message and our life and our family and all these things. And, That's the whole point of me creating this show and this concept is to talk about successful entrepreneurs and journeys and visions that I've had myself as well as the shared journey that I've had with other people. And that's why I uh, shot you a message. And here we are today.
1: I love him, man. I'm honored.
0: So, uh, Cody is a speaker. He's a coach. He's a, I call him an influencer because he's influenced me, even though that word is totally overused. I call you a uh, super guru because I have a category of awesome gurus, and you're in it. So, why don't you communicate with the audience a little bit about? Where you came from, especially as from a musician background, we're both musicians and we're kind of yeah. advancing now together um, into this field of business and this field of getting your message out there and impacting lives.
1: Yeah, man. So I, uh, I was a pastor for 13 years Um, started when i was just shy of 20 up until about 33 and then stepped into the coaching space so went through some stuff um decided to step out of ministry no like big failure or anything just a lot of events had happened i recognized some patterns in myself that i was going to keep showing up as kind of a yes man and being addicted to affirmation it's going to continue to um not highlight kind of my own needs so i stepped out of ministry and um, out of that, coaching was born. I still had a call in my life to to serve and to help people step into a more powerful version of themselves. Uh, this allowed me to do that without kind of the red tape uh, of, of the church and being able to say things I wanted to say and really hold high accountability. Uh, but yeah, I was a musician for all of those years. So both playing in bars and playing on church stages, which is kind of a, a juxtaposition. Uh, but it was a really beautiful season, man. And uh, I, I loved being a professional musician as much as I loved, you know, being in ministry and love what I do now. And yeah, three, uh, right around three years ago, transitioned uh, into this space. And I think shortly, I mean, right after I jumped into coaching is when we met for the first time mm-hmm. um, out in Phoenix.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And uh, yeah, the rest has just kind of been history.
0: And that's so Um, awesome. And so you've been one of the people I've been following since the beginning. And, you know, for me, this whole World of entrepreneurship was something that I was kind of already dipping my toes in, being an independent contractor for companies as an audio guy, being somebody that booked his own gigs and played, like you said, bar gigs and traveling all over the country and marketing and promoting and advertising and all these kinds of things are entrepreneurial endeavors. But as I've discussed before, being an entrepreneur and being a business owner are two totally different things, and I think that I had somewhat of an employee mindset for a long time in that I just wanted to play my guitar and get a paycheck. Sure. And now I'm at the point where it's like I'm creating, you know, long-term marketing for people and I'm doing podcasting services and content packages and all these different things because I know that those things work for me taking that entertainment and that guitar to way bigger stages than anyone ever imagined the funny acoustic force man uh, activating his talent on. And it's just an incredible space and it's, it's brought me together with so many people like yourself. And so that's just why I'm just hopping on these calls and it gives me not only a chance to get coached and to grow, but to also, you know, bring, uh, you know, another side out of the guests as well. So, uh, you know, Let's talk about some of the struggles that come with, with masking a little bit of us and our personalities maybe. And for me, the hyperactivity and the stuff like that can, and the comedy and the funny little rhymes and the guitar stuff can be a cover up for the fact that there's steps that need to be taken and I'm, I'm hiding behind the joke. And we kind of talked about that off air a few different times. Yeah. Um, w- did you kind of experience that with your musicianship is that you kind of use that guitar as like a lightsaber of confidence. And then sometimes when it goes away, you, you, you kind of crumble.
1: Well, sure. You know, for me, it was, it was a little different because I was also speaking alongside being a musician. And mm. so there were those two very distinct yet similar Um, mechanisms of performance. And right. So for me, uh, those two things came very, very natural. And um, while it was just as natural for me to be in a kind of a smaller group, more intimate setting, I really found that uh, the, the personality of the stage started to uh, started to kind of bleed everywhere. Right. And so I had a really hard time shutting it off because, and I could wear so many different hats that i it was it was hard for me by the time you take off every hat that everybody needs you to wear at the end of the day you get home and you're like okay now that i've taken everything off i actually i don't even know who i am i was
0: about to say who am i
1: and and when when you and i first started uh linking up i had i had kind of found my sweet spot in in what I was doing, I had walked through my season of kind of transformation, and you know, embraced the lion was born, um, and I, I ran into you, and we had a couple conversations, and really were intentional to keep that going because for me, I saw so much of myself in you, in, in the sense that. Like I saw the guy who, and I was, I, I, I was that guy. Like I saw the guy who was still putting on the performance and still putting on the show, which is, I think why you connected with me so much because I just called you out like in, in private, but I'm like, yeah, okay, not in a way at like, all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I, you, I could, I just, I know that, I know that mask. I know that feeling. I know um, if I'm, If I'm not the funny guy, or if I'm not the guy who's on all the time, who am I? So long as you're laughing with me, you're not laughing at me. And so long as I can keep you laughing and keep you entertained, you're not actually going to ask me any questions about myself. You're not going to ask me if I know what the hell I'm doing. You're not going to ask me if I'm lost. You're not going to ask me if I'm okay. Just let me keep entertaining you. Let me keep giving you what you need. And that's the, that's where I found myself in, in, in ministry. And, and listen, I loved my season. Like I loved my decade of ministry. Of course. But that's where I found myself it was just consistently pouring, like not allowing anyone the opportunity to even ask if I was okay. Just consistently pouring and consistently pouring, not really taking the time to ever ask myself, just keeping myself busy, isolating myself, keeping people at arms, at arm's length. And it's a very, very dangerous and self-destructive place to be. And when you and I first met, not calling you out to putting you on the spot, like that's what, that's what I felt. I was like, bro, that's like, Hey man, I, I see you. I get you. There's more to you than this. I think this is great but I know why you're doing what you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, listen, I was a musician. I'm still a musician, but like just not professional anymore. Right. Um, and to see, Pat, where you have come and the, the journey that you've been on and the transformation that, that you have undergone and are still in the process of, of evolving into and seeing how you've taken all of your skill sets, because there are so many skill sets that even for you watching or listening, there's so many skills that you, that you think that in the current career that you're in, you'll never use again. Right. right? And it is in those moments. I can remember being at the conference that, that we first met at and the power went out. Oh yeah yeah. As yeah. a result of the high temperatures and I went into I went into conference mode. Listen, I'd run conferences for over a decade, like large scale conferences. So this was no big deal. So I go to the organizer and I say call the hotel, give me the phone, grab the phone, told them we need a conference room. We need 300 chairs. We need water. I need two projectors to patch into AV. We're coming over. We're going to patch it in. We're going to dump everything onto a laptop. You need water downstairs. We also need shuttles coming in about five minutes because it's going to get really hot. I handed That's him the phone so back.
0: wild. I didn't it, know that you made that call because we were all ready to bail. Like within uh, 30 hand, minutes.
1: I handed him the phone. And I said, here's what's going to happen. Here's how it's happening. And here's what's going to, what it's going to look like. And he just looks at me. Call and he goes, who the are you? <laughs> <laughs> and it was in that moment that I didn't. it was like I was so green to the space, right? Like I mean, I literally was like two months out of ministry. Like I was green, and I didn't ask for permission. I just didn't even think about it. I really went into just default mode because that's all I'd known. But it's so interesting how that skill set—something I never thought I'd use again. Like who would think like you're going to patch in AV. So we went over, like we went over, we patched in AV, we got everything ready. We got screens going. And then the power came back on. I remember that. We were, we were ready, bro. And I never, who would have thought, right. But then that's where kind of the ball got rolling with entrepreneur and with a couple other publications. Um, it's interesting how those, how did I grow a little faster? Like, I already knew how to do website design. I already knew graphic design. I knew these things. Mm-hmm. I knew video production because I did them in the church. So there are so many skill sets that you have currently, both you, Pat, and listener uh, or watcher. That if, if you'll be open, that whatever that passion is inside of you, that longing for something more, if, if you can take the things that you know you're good at And you can tie it to something that you're really passionate about and love that also meets a consistent, viable need for someone. Like, You've got you've got options.
0: Right, right. And and that's exactly why I I started just doing this live production instead of just singing with the guitar and and like I said, putting that mask on. It's like it's time to get real, dude. It's time to start talking about who you really are. And we were kind of talking before the show, people were like, Well, don't don't stop being funny. And it's like, well, hold on a minute, guys. Here, watch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what like like that doesn't go away. I'm not deleting that channel. It's just I have to hit hold and I have to move into this, this hat that was always there that just never opened his mouth because it was easier to just be funny. And it got me, to be honest, it got me further than I thought it would, With, with especially sure. in the entrepreneur space. But I started to kind of hit that wall. I don't want to be the intro song for the podcast. I want to be on the podcast. I don't want yeah. to be the entertainer at the lunch break anymore. I did that. I want to be the keynote speaker that built a business. So it's like I'm moving into the next stage of, what I'm capable of and what my true potential is. And it's going to take me being uncomfortable and me releasing those, those other pieces of what I did and building a new following of people that are going to see this and be like, Oh my gosh, I looked him up on YouTube and he, he was singing about people falling off their skateboards a few years ago. But then I listened to the album that's only got 12 plays and those songs are deep. And it's because it took so long for the record to come out that it was almost like once I did that album and I did the California gig thing and I did this big childhood dream, I realized that that part of my life is done now. And I did it and I executed it at the highest possible level I could, played at the, like you said, these conferences that we all did, big shows, entrepreneur and all this. And now it's time to be the entrepreneur. Mm hmm. Uh, and, and be the business owner and not just make content for business owners, but be one. And it, it's kind of like what we talked about as kids when we were like fans of Bruce Springsteen and we were fans of the Rolling Stones. We didn't want to just be fans. We wanted to be the Rolling Stones. We wanted to be the person on stage at Mandalay Bay in front of 10,000 people. And if, if I can do that with a guitar, I can impact even more people without it. By just telling people that, like, if if that's possible in this lane, well, let's see where this lane takes me. And so I think that maybe it happened for me a little bit later than you because I was still in that, like, gray area. But that's why when I met you, I was like, man, this dude is fucking dialed in. (laughs) You know, and I think that when you first come into the entrepreneur space and you meet a lot of people that, you know, have have read these enlightening book lists and stuff like that, you start to awaken your brain. And after a few years, you start to come into this, this bigger version, the best version of you that you can be. And that means letting go and putting down other things to pick up those other uh, building blocks.
1: Yeah, I I think that we... We consistently are letting go of what's good to pursue that which is is greatest, right? There are a lot of things, and, and a lot of your listeners, will relate to this. That uh, you know, there, there are those who are are faceted multi talented, can do a lot of things. And uh, I know in my case that that was the case. I, I was pretty good at most things that that I put my hands to. Uh, there wasn't much that uh, there wasn't much that I, I couldn't do or can't do. I'm one of those guys who. Um, I'm not smart enough to know I can't do something. And my grandfather, I think I I got that from my grandfather. And, And at the same time, you have to have the maturity and discipline to be able to let go of the good things in order to pursue the great things. Right. And as much as you want to hold on to... The thing that's good because it's comfortable, right? Greatness requires uh, a certain degree of discipline and of self-sacrifice and of consistently doing hard things every single day, right? Anybody can be good. Anybody can, I mean, you can be decent at anything, but to to invoke true self mastery and to to push toward great, that's that's a level of insanity that most don't want to to push toward. And so, yeah, you, you do, if you want to, if you want to stand out in some capacity, if you want to pursue that, which is, I think of greatest design in your life, I think that it does require a sacrifice of other things that, um, you know, like I still play my guitar. I still sing at home, but that's it. Right. Like it's not that that has to be it. I could do something else, but it it's, as much as i love it it was a beautiful season it was something that came very naturally to me and but it was it was never the as good as it was it's it's not the call and right. it's the call, sometimes you have to you have to set it down uh, but for some for some it is the call and for for some being in the nine to five is the call and for some being a stay-at-home parent is the call and I think whatever you're going to do I like that to to be to pursue it with going full in and doing the hard work of becoming the best version of of whatever that person, like whatever that version of you is required to show up most powerfully, like you continue chasing that and you never you never arrive, you never achieve it. Right. And I, I think that, um, you know, because this is a very candid conversation, I think this is is going to be helpful for you and I think it's helpful for the viewers. Like, I still think that even with this conversation, like I still, I I, I used to see it so much in myself of this idea of needing to prove something. Right. And and I think that's healthy. I think it's really healthy. I think even healthier is when the only person you're trying to prove something to is yourself. Mm. and that there there's you know i've unfollowed and unfriended so many people that i consider close friends just because i didn't want the noise like i found myself comparing i just don't like that and so what's helped me become more successful in business is just becoming more successful in loving myself right recognizing that I don't have to be this guy or look like this guy or talk like this person or polarize like this person, that I can be me and the guy who can tear down a Harley and, and rebuild and uh, then go upstairs and, you know, blow dry his daughter's hair and put makeup on her, you know, (laughs) not, not me, but, uh, (laughs) and being okay with that. Right, And being okay with, with, with the duality of and the multifacets of who you are. And so, yes, you do have to put down certain things to be great. And I think the, the hard part in that is you become conditioned to being known by some of those things that you're good at. Right. And to be great means that you may have to start over or you may not be as good as you are at the thing that you're currently good at. Um, and that right. can be, that can really play with the ego.
0: Yeah. And I also think that it, sometimes it's just, it's a natural progression. Like, like you kind of talked about too, it's like there's phases of, of life. And it's like, I never thought that the audio and video production thing that I did for PRG audio in Las Vegas would become, uh, m- me running a media company later. I just, because I was in that travel around and sing with the guitar phase. But in reality, I was already doing all these things anyway, with streaming to Facebook, making videos, doing the promos and the skits and all these things. I was already doing all the media company stuff. I just wasn't presenting it as a business model. I was just doing it for Pat. And so I think that, that, again, the natural, you know, turn of the, of the world brought me to a point where it's like, okay, cool. Well, there's, there's a lot of people that are telling you that they need this and you want to run a business and you've been around business people and learned all these systems and these processes. And so how can you use these skills to serve? Like you said, and it's like, well, first you got to start by being willing to put yourself out there and, and declare it. And say, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. And I called you uh, at the beginning of December. I called you. I called Lee, who I actually just interviewed. And I called uh, one other person who's, who's coming on soon. And I talked to them about making this transition. And how hard it was going to be and how uncomfortable it's going to be. And man, I'm used to just like being able to rip a little ditty and rhyme it real quick on the spot. It's going to be like, that's so easy for me now. But now I need to change that into impact It make it really easy for me to use my words to impact people and to get people out of their seat to take action on changing their lives. And I think that's where this is all going. And like you said, that's the calling for me now. Because the guitar got me here, but what got me here isn't going to get me there. Sure. And so that's where I love some of the guru quotes, because they are true. What what got me here isn't going to get me to the next phase. That's going to take a whole new course of action.
1: Sure. And, and I mean, that's called the skills gap right? Where, and that's where the the, the dissonance of who we are versus who we say we want to become becomes so prevalent and the noise becomes so loud and why most people revert back to what is most familiar. That has nothing to do with, with what you say you want, right? Like you're fighting something that's bigger than you. In physics, we call it the principle of least path. It is water takes it, light takes it, energy takes it. And so your subconscious takes it as well. It it is, your brain doesn't care happy, sad, fat, skinny, rich, poor, doesn't, doesn't care. What it cares about is patterns and habits. And so it's true, the same habitual patterns that you've created over the course of your childhood into adult life have brought you to where you are. And it doesn't matter what you want. It doesn't matter what you say you want. I don't care what you put on your vision board. I don't care what kind of, you know, mantras you speak to yourself. If you don't start doing different things and getting very, very uncomfortable in the dissonance of of again that that skills and, and, and mindset gap, uh to because our, our feelings follow our actions. So the vision board's cool, right? But we we have to pivot it, right? To right. like, okay, I see what I want, but what's it actually what are the what are the daily steps it's going to take to get there. Like I want to get ripped and in shape. Cool. Well, that's going to require every day you to, you know, track what you eat, to hit the gym, to sweat, to push and pull heavy things, to not eat sugar, to not intake excessive amounts of caffeine, to put down the alcohol, to put down the bong, to, to consistently push towards a healthier lifestyle and you will get there, but it's going to take daily, daily action steps. And so no, man, I, I, I hear you in that that gap uh, is what what most people without accountability and without a set plan um, have a hard time following through with. And it's not because they don't want it. So listen or hear this. It's not because you don't want it. We, I understand you want it. You're fighting your subconscious, which <laughs> unfortunately is just a little bit bigger than you give it credit.
0: Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. And I'm so glad that you're taking time for this because I need it. And and I know that 10 weeks, 15 weeks, 20 weeks, 30 weeks down the line, all the things that we're talking about are are going to grow inside me. And, and it's, and hopefully the listeners as well, you know,
1: Pat, you're, you're where you're where a lot, you're where most are that are in the shift and you're shifting from something that you've always known into what you're currently like looking to do. Right. And even, even now, even now you are projecting and forecasting what you're going to do without owning that you're currently doing it. Now, this Mm -hmm. is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to be. This is, this is how I'm going to show up. So what is that telling your subconscious? I'm currently not those things. I'm currently mm. not doing those things. I'm currently not seen as that. And so subconsciously, your brain still thinks that is the least path. I don't care what he says he's going to be, going to do, going to say someday. Don't care about that. All I care about is that he still thinks subconsciously that he's not those things, that he keeps talking in the future Right. so right. that I can keep him on the same path of dissonance.
0: And that's why I put myself into these situations because yeah. I, I want to record it. And I want, that's why I said 20, 30 weeks. I want to look back and be like, well, now it's boom, boom,
1: boom, 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 boom. boom. Totally. And dude, this is, this is everyone. Like this right. is, this is anytime, anytime I make an investment into myself that is larger than the year previous, or we set to scale the business in a way that we have not done before. It creates a gap. And that gap, right? That, that gap is scary. Yeah. But what you, what you learn is that the gap is neither for you nor against you. The gap doesn't actually exist outside of like your perceptive reality. And so it's up to you to close that gap. And so we do that through coaches or business partners or mentors or, uh, you know, emotionally we can do it through counseling or pastors, uh, relationally we do it with our spouses with our close intimate friendships, um, you know, there, there's, there's so much that goes into closing that gap, but it's in recognizing that it can be closed mm-hmm. and that uh, you are the one responsible for closing it.
0: Right. right. And taking the action. Like, like we said, every like, day,
1: well, every cool. Day. I mean,
0: if this is what I want to do, I need to flip the camera on, pull in some people that I know that are doing it, that are dialed in that are, that are MCs and speakers and hundred million dollar business guys. And, and like we talked about my friend who her and her husband have lost over 400 pounds and people who have gone on journeys and said, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm starting the action today. And that's how I'm going to get there. And that's what, what we successpreneur, that's what successful entrepreneurs and successful people do. They they set a goal, but they take the action daily. Like you were talking about with the weight loss, you got to do it every day, man. And and you got to get sharper and sharper and sharper.
1: Same with being a parent, same with being a spouse, same with running a business, you know, same with any, you want to get better at the guitar. What do you, I mean, I've got a daughter who, uh, who plays the drums and if it's, if it's not the two or three songs that she loves to play, which thankfully are Foo Fighters and Nirvana. So I'm not complaining. Nice. Nice. Uh, But she she doesn't want to do it. Right. Like, well, that could have gone one
0: or two ways. I just want
1: to be, I just want to be like Taylor who, and not Taylor Swift, Taylor, the drummer for Foo. Right. And, and so I was like, yeah, well, you have to practice. Like you, you have to practice your paradiddles for 30 minutes. I don't want to practice. I get it. I didn't want to practice scales growing up for 30 minutes. I just wanted to play like oh, Billy Joel. Man, I understand. Yeah but understand you're not going to be able to master sonatas if you can't master scales right
0: drums are one of those you're not
1: you're not going to be able to play alongside freddie mercury if you can't master fills
0: i was going to say if you're not counting exactly as a drummer it's like that's the whole backbone of the entire driving force but it's true
1: it's true in everything like everything is repetition like how do you build a better body, a better business, a better marriage, a, a better relationship with your kids, a better relationship with, you know, family, with anything, time, reps, consistency towards a very focused result. It's, it's true across the board in, in every area of life. And, wow. you know, I, I see you putting the reps in. Um, and I just, I, I, I just, you're enough, bro. And you say, you say like I want you know that's why I wanted that's why I'm going to do this podcast and I'm going to get successful people on you're already doing it stop saying you're going to do it <laughs> We're right. all, Yeah 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 you're already doing it Pat right right I don't You know why I like you so much because you're you I don't care if you play guitar. I don't care if you shelve this tomorrow and you go work a nine to five. I don't care. Like, bro, you're doing this. Mm -hmm. You don't got anything to prove to me. You got anything to prove to anybody else. And none of your listeners have anything to prove to anybody or to anyone else. So long as you do it for that, like you're constantly going to be reaching for that next thing.
0: Right. And it's funny because, like, to me, it's just two friends chatting. I almost don't even think about it being a show because I'm not putting on a show anymore. Like, this is just me. Talking and learning and getting one on one coaching from people that have done high level things that I'm around and I can call and I can message and that I've built relationships with through sacrifices. So I think that's the other side of it is that I don't feel like I'm putting on a show anymore and it feels good. It's just me learning and growing and and projecting. So I'm glad you brought that up because I it's, it's just, a, it's just like two dudes hanging out on a video call. And, and so it's beautiful yeah. thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, that's, yeah. That's, that's so good, man. I appreciate that. I really do. Cause, um, because we, we forced ourselves to, to get into a niche that we know, you know, we're going to be successful in. And like we talked about too the pro, what's projected on social media and what's posted and all of these things. It's the, it's the Ferraris and the, and the deals and the checks and the perfection. And that's what I love so much about where you've taken your messages. It's to the garage with the Harley and a wrench and playing guitar with your kid and playing the drums. And my wife and I work out together every day. And, you know, here's, here's the bean salad that we're eating because we're being healthy. And I'm just like, dude, these guys, they're just having fun.
1: Yeah, man, success gets to be defined any way that you want it, right? And for Mm -hmm. me, uh, I I have defined it in a lot of different ways. And if you'd asked me six months ago, what's the vision, the vision would have been like 10 million lives, like I want to impact 10 million people. It was that in ministry for 13 years, and it became that in coaching. And the same, the same animal that chewed me up in ministry, which was my own ego is the same animal that started to chew me up in this industry. And so last year was, it was, it was a great year for the business. It was a very hard year for me emotionally mm. because I felt myself turning into kind of the in like an internet marketer and not that and we are all internet marketers, right? Like everybody, right. if you sell something on the internet, but it felt to me like I was on more than I was just being me. And, I get it. and, uh, and so I, I took a step back and, uh, thankfully we have systems and processes in place that allow things to keep moving forward with the business side, uh, which allows me to allow me to take, you know, a couple of weeks and just kind of decompress and, and re- recognize that for me, like it's not the end game anymore. That's not the goal. The goal for me is that if at any point in time you were to ask my wife or you were to ask my kids, is, is he as good as he seems to be on social media that mm. they would say no is better, right? I like that. The man, the man that he is, like it can't be captured and copied. You can't see it in a snapshot. And, and so now, like that's that's the goal. And and now walking alongside, you know, we forty five hundred men in the community of Embrace the Lion. Uh, that is the conversation, right? And so mm-hmm. I posted yesterday that like my 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 goals this year have nothing to do, like. Th- business, It's more music, longer bike trips, and deeper friendships. I saw that. I like that. But in in order for that to happen, like make no mistake, that means that the business side has to be firing on all cylinders so that that can happen. Mm
0: -hmm. And that takes a lot of uh, dedication, and it takes a lot of time and investing into those processes and those systems and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we're taking it now is that when I, I want to be successful and interview people and yeah, we're, we're totally doing that. And I think that it's also comes down to is that I'm thinking more like a business person now than I did in the past where it was way more, I want to be entertaining and make people feel good. And now it's, I want to serve people and I want to impact people. And those are different goals. They're impacting and making people laugh. are kind of along the same line, but they're different.
1: But they're different,
0: you know, yeah. and, and you showed up when we met as as a di- I call it dialed in because you were at the stage. Like you said, you had seen and been in those areas. And I've kind of moved over to the other side now to where yeah. I'm ready to start talking about the struggles I had and leaving the booze. And like you said, leaving the bombs and leaving all the stuff yeah. behind that's associated with, you know, those feelings and those masks and moving into this new wave of, of impact that I know that I'm capable of of doing. And that's why I start flipping on the camera and doing these because it's like, it's, it's putting in the reps, like you said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Totally. It's it's just like anything. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, breaking it down, uh, if you could give people one piece of advice, um, on what they could do today or in the moment, when they're hitting a wall, or are they just they're ready to advance, but there's a mind shift that's got to happen? What advice would you give someone that's got that's got barriers, but they got these goals down the line? Kind of like what we talked about today, and they've got to break through in that moment. What would be the advice that you would give somebody?
1: Hmm. So for me, when I'm in those moments, I have a little process that I walk through. Uh, and this is based on the work by Byron Katie. Um, it's a book called Loving What Is. And uh, I ask myself what's real. And then I ask myself what's really real and what is perceived. I ask myself what is, what is mine to own in what is real? What is mine to let go of in what is real? And what is mine to let go of in what is perceived? Because oftentimes our, our problems are, are nothing more than manifestations of our fears right, and of our assumptions, and Mm -hmm. after that, um, I either jump into uh like a a conversation with my coach or with uh one of my close friends Uh, all of my friends happen to be in the same kind of industry as i'm in and so and and most are former pastors as well and so we all kind of understand our own mechanisms and our own bend toward um uh being in, in incredibly hard on ourselves and performers and, mm. uh, you know, borderline narcissists. Right. Uh, so maybe it's real. And so just uh, understanding that there like, there are certain ways in which I can't read the label of the bottle because I'm inside it. Right. Like I can't see the forest for the trees. And so having, having clear eyes to be able to, Uh, And someone who knows me really well, be able to call back into my life and and remind me of who I am, kind of like the, you know, Mufasa to Simba Mm -hmm. uh, is very, very important to me. And I think, especially for your men listening, something we don't talk about enough is having deep, meaningful friendships with other men uh, men that know you, men that can hold you accountable, men that you can call when you say, Hey man, like I'm so stressed. Like all all I can think about right now is getting a drink. Like, or Hey man, like, I'm. I just want to just go binge eat on something or Hey man, like I'm, I'm, I'm alone and I'm, you know, like thinking about opening the computer and looking at shit. I shouldn't like, or I'm just lazy today, or I don't want to do this anymore. I don't feel like going home right now. Like, I can't keep, I can't put on the show in front of my family. Like, I feel like a failure. Like, like these are all real conversations I've had with, with, with men, both as their coach and then men as friends. And this and so, is kind of the
0: call that I made to you at the beginning of December when I was like, dude.
1: So you can see like what I'm saying, like I'm this, stuck is, in this, frickin this is hole. the path. Like, right. listen, at, at the end of the day, we're all looking to answer three questions is it possible? Do I have permission? Will you go with me? Right. That's all, that's all we're trying to ask. I mean, this is, this is why church communities exist. This is why, this is why any type of communal experience exists. This is why deep friendship exists. This is why marriage exists. Mm -hmm. We're all trying to answer these questions.
0: Yeah. And so in those
1: moments where we can't answer them for ourselves, it's important that we one over time, allow ourselves within a certain pocket uh, of people or a person and I would say our spouse absolutely but I do think that there is a there is a space that is occupied especially within men as leaders as providers that we need to be able to have very healthy healing conversations with other men so that like we're not constantly showing up in that way to our spouse because for some of us who are like me like I'm a feeler like I can be, I can get in my feels and, and I want to be able to talk to, to other men who, who understand and get that.
0: Oh, we're getting in our feels a little bit today.
1: Yes. You know, so that we can, uh, so that we can move forward and then show up powerfully and presently and, you know, consistently as the husbands and fathers that, that we know in our hearts, we are called to be that we want to be. So ask those questions. What is real? What is really real? What is perceived? What is mine to own? What is mine to let go of? Right? Like acknowledge the frustration, acknowledge the roadblock, acknowledge the limiting beliefs, acknowledge where you're stuck, like put a name to it and then confront it. And then if you, if, if you feel like you don't know how, or you, you need a second set of eyeballs, like an unbiased look, give your, like there's no greater gift that you're going to give yourself than being fully known and fully loved because someone can call out who you are and you know, they're not bullshitting you. Do we have time for one little story?
0: Yes, of course.
1: So shortly after the the conference that you and I attended uh, in the desert meltdown shortly after that, um, I, I got on a call with a coach and this, this, this person was very well known, and um, I mean, just just laid into me, and I was green, dude. I was so I was like, you know, four months into this, and and I had built a really large following. I built a, off of this kind of like pastoral coaching, but I mean, it was like this: like you're not being honest, you're not, you're not, you're not telling the whole truth. Like you need to, you need to tell, you need to tell that. I'm like, I feel like I am. I feel like I. I feel like I am telling the truth. Like, I feel like I'm being honest about everything. No, you're, you you've got to tell the truth. I'm like, I'm, but I, but I am, I feel like I, <laughs> I, I don't know what else I could say.
0: No, really. It's true. I really am. And
1: so <laughs> then I, and, and it's like, you know, you're sugarcoating everything. You're not, you're being politically correct. You're trying to be everybody's friend. Like you got to get in there. So dude, I did for like four days. For like four days I went in and I was like, calling fat people fat and like calling ugly people ugly and calling broke people broke and like just going in and then four days in and I'm feeling like like, so full of ego and bravado. Like, I'm just a man, and like, engagement is crazy because people love that kind of crap. Because yeah. everybody wants, like, everybody loves when somebody else is miserable. And so I am just going in, and like, engagement's crazy. And then my brother from another mother, Brandon Duncan, called me. He said, Hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Just out here telling the truth, <laughs> telling it like it is. He said, Are you? Are you? Yeah, man. I'm just tired of playing it soft. He's like, in the time I've known you, I've, I've seen you speak so much truth into people's life. I've seen you seen you be able to hold people accountable. I've seen you be able to call people out of what they're walking through in into greatness. I've seen, you, I've seen you really, really call out patterns of behaviors. But Cody, I've never seen you be a bully.
0: Mm.
1: And you're being a bully. And I don't think that's your message. I mean, anybody- we've even
0: had some opening up here today because yeah. I needed
1: it. Yeah. And if anybody had told me that, you know, that I didn't trust, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, right, cool, cool, man. You know, but again, I, I had yeah, I had that, I had that deep, that deep connection. And so I heard it and I received it. And it's been those kind of growing moments where it's like, you know what? Like, again, like silence the voices and recognize like again for your for your listeners if if you do come up against those roadblocks like ask the questions find accountability and remember like you're enough you've always been enough you're always going to be enough we're all doing hard shit and we're all in a very specific part of the process and the journey. Some of us are self-aware. Some of us are not self-aware. Some of us are, are hurting and we're projecting that. Some of us are masking insecurities with bravado and entertainment. And some of us are, all of us are legitimately, for the most part, doing the best we can with what we've done in the past, what we're hoping for in the future, and what we see is true in the present.
0: Yeah, that's that's hella deep, bro. <laughs> um, and <laughs> that's all I can come up with because this has just been like incredible chat and that's why uh, I wanted to call you right away for this call because uh, I did call you at the beginning of December and I'm like, dude, this is where I gotta go and this is what I wanna do and, and like, everything's fucked right now. And, and I eventually grew enough cojones to make a post about that, which was a very vulnerable post. And it, it wasn't things are horrible. I'm unhappy. It wasn't, you know, my family sucks or this and that. It was just, I'm becoming a businessman. And so I need certain, like you said, systems and processes in place, or I can't do pat. The uh, entertainer or entrepreneur or conference guy or MC, or all the things that you guys love and that I love to do cannot happen anymore unless there are certain things in place. And some people got it and some people didn't. But I think that the the vulnerability too, and knowing that you're enough to put the realness out there, you talk about getting real. It, it's not always, like you said, it's not always wins, man. Sometimes it's calling uh-huh. someone that you can depend on and being like, dude, this is where I'm at. Shit is coming down on me. How uh-huh. do I, how do I like embrace it and, and get past this, this little hole that I'm.
1: It's if you can pivot, If if you can make the simple pivot of, why is all this happening to me to okay what is this teaching me and 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 how do i grow through this it changes it shifts and changes everything
0: it does it does and like you you said having someone in every area you can bounce off of really does help in that moment yeah it does
1: Yeah, because, listen, nobody is meant to go through this life alone. and Nobody is meant to go through struggle alone. And you'll find that in whatever you do in this life, that the more that you care for yourself, the more you're going to be radically able to care for others.
0: I like that. It's good. And, um, and, and I love it, man. And I appreciate your time because uh, I do care for myself. And, and I care yeah. for the other people in my home. And that's why I'm making this journey and, and opening up and being vulnerable and, and, and putting down the instrument, putting down the rhymes and the, the skits and the scripts and all the little things that make it easier to put yourself out there and saying, hey, listen, this is what I'm going to work on. And I'm going to take the action and, and I'm going to, and I'm going to work on it and work on it and work on it. And that comes with, with the video editing and the clips and it comes with us recording these conversations. And it also comes with just the plain growth and the vulnerability that comes with all of
1: that. Yeah. But even if you still wanted to do the other stuff, that would be just fine.
0: Oh, it's not going anywhere
1: for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there was, there's nothing, not a thing in the world wrong with any of that or any less prof like, you, you could make that just as professional as anything else that you do.
0: Of course. Right? Of course. And I think that it, you know, it's there. Um, but like we also talked about the business needs nurturing in certain areas. And, yeah. you know, this is naturally the progression that that went when it comes to a media agency that, that, that I am taking my skills in building, those skills into. So, um, that means kind of, you know, chilling out on singing about people falling off their skateboards and shit for a couple months and uh, getting stuff locked in and I can sing about whatever the fuck I want to sing about. <laughs> Cause like you sure. said, you know, we, we, we are enough, like it's enough. So uh, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the support. I appreciate you always, uh, being there, man, being a call away and helping me grow up and course, into better. this, into this, uh, you know, dream and this passion that I've always had. And um, how can people get a hold of you?
1: So my cell phone number is
0: <laughs> <laughs> eight six yeah. seven five three oh. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, listen. You can you can jump over to to CodyJefferson uh, But really, I mean, genuinely, like I I'm a storyteller. You know, I believe everyone's you know telling a story. You know, my call in this life is to help people tell better stories. Um, So I would love to hear your story. So the, the, the best way to get a hold of me legitimately just shoot me a message on, on social, like everybody's on Facebook and Instagram. So shoot me a message on Facebook. Just find me Cody Jefferson or find me Cody underscore Jefferson on Instagram. Shoot me a message and let's connect. I just, I I would love to hear your story. I'd love to hear what you're up to. I would love to hear uh, where you're going in this life and what life has taught you up to this point.
0: That's awesome, man. I appreciate your time. And uh, I look forward to talking to you soon, my friend. Thank you so much. Yeah, brother. Rock on.
1: Talk soon, brother.